so today we'll just be talking about a few things as I trust the Holy Spirit to help us uh, of the title of of what we want to talk about is um, gaining mastery, right? Gaining mastery. Mm. You know, uh, gaining mastery. Say gaining mastery. So, um, 1 Timothy 4.15. Let's look at 1 Timothy 4.15. I want to bring to our awareness that when God um, does stuff, uh, which he has been doing before we came to this world and he will do after, you know, everything God does is a building block. Amen. Everything God does, every teaching God um, brings our way is a building block. You know, imagine looking at the wall and then you see like three empty spaces of block. What would you call that wall? Something is, not wrong. Something is wrong with it, right? Yeah, something is not right. Um... And then if you are the one in charge of that project, you begin to think of what has gone wrong, right? You are thinking, okay, um, where did I get it wrong? Did the bricklayer, what did the bricklayer do wrong? What did this person do wrong? Because something definitely is wrong, yeah? So every word of God that we receive, every teaching that comes our way, every inspiration of the Holy Spirit is a building block. You understand? Uh, is a building block and is worthy of all dedication. And that's why the Bible says, let's look at um, from verse 13 now. Twelve. Okay, so it says, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy, which with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. And he says, meditate on these things, right? You know, um, everything that Paul was telling Timothy seemed like very simple stuff. Like read, focus on exhortation, focus on encouraging the people. They're very simple stuff. But he said, meditate on these things. He says, give yourself entirely to them. Amen. What does it mean to give yourself entirely to something? It means that you are holding nothing back, right? You are giving yourself completely to it. And um, every block of God that God is bringing your way to build your life, God is saying this to you, that you should give, you should what? Give yourself entirely to them. You understand? So, 
He says, give yourself entirely to them. He says, that your progress may be evident to all. So it means that progress for God is a very important thing. And God is saying that for progress to happen, you need to give yourself entirely to these things. You know, um, I, I realize many times that there's, there's almost no new word. Do you understand? I was telling Pastor Dar this morning and Pastor Obi when I went to greet them that um, we're talking about yesterday. And we're saying that after a day like yesterday, you wonder what you want to teach again, you know. Pastor Dara was saying that that's the beautiful thing about God, that God always has something fresh, you know. So we must give ourselves entirely to what? To these things. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians 2. Uh, from verse, check verse 10, 11. I want the last four or five um, verses, the last, the next one. Uh-huh. It says, now, is this, this is it, right? Yes. Okay, so now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Do you understand? It says, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. At this particular point in time, um, you would wonder what is the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. The foundation of the apostles and the prophets is not more than some of the things that we have been hearing. Do you understand? Uh, you know, um, uh, Paul will say things like, if anybody comes to you and says otherwise than I've told you, he says that let that person be a cost, right? He said even if that person is an angel, eh? even if that person is an angel, he says let that, so there are foundations that we have been riding on before that has been um, laid you know, I was, I was sharing, I think, a member, membership class, and I was saying that on Sunday. I was saying that sometimes um, I, it's like God just reminds me that Christianity is not only, um, does not start and end with me. You know, sometimes when you, are, when you are working with God, you think that you are the only one that has existed. But it just humbles me that many other People have done this before. And the reason why some of us are even, we even have liberty to do some of the things we are doing is because some of them stayed true to do it. You know, I was reading about the Azusa um, revival. And, um, you know, they said that that was the birth of Pentecostalism, right? Yeah. And I learned that um, because of because some people were speaking in tongues, they were denied some jobs. Do you understand? Because they were speaking in tongues. So some of the things that we are speaking freely, these things that we are saying, speak every day, every time we come to pray. <laughs> every time. And we are saying it's like, is the, the order of the day now, right? 
Some people paid the price, you understand? So those, that, those teachings, those experiences were building blocks. Do you understand? They were building blocks. The experience of the Holy Spirit and the uh, impartation of the Holy Spirit in speaking in tongues, for example, was a building block. Do you understand? And you can only imagine if those guys did not pay attention to that block. Do you understand? Imagine what would have happened to the body of Christ. You see, uh, pastors usually says that um, sometimes we don't know, we think that things are automatic with God. You, understand? you think that once one person doesn't fulfill his part, then automatically God will just quickly raise somebody. You know, sometimes God may never, there might never be one person like the same person that, you understand, that, um, that was taken or that the enemy took or whatever. So it's a God has building blocks, you know, and every building block, every teaching, every word, every inspiration is a building block. You know, God doesn't want you to pass by experiences. You get, he wants you to own it. You understand? He doesn't want you to pass by experiences because what God, God is building, do you understand? And what God is building is mature people. You understand? God is building people to become mature Christians. God is building people to become deep Christians, deep lovers of God, mature people. You know, so it says, uh, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building, right, you see, that the foundation of the prophets and the apostles and Jesus being the chief cornerstone is what makes the building stand erect, right? Yeah, so the building blocks, every teaching, every inspiration, every word is part of what makes the entire body of Christ stand erect. Yeah, so it says being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. So it's God, it is God's intention that all that he teaches and imparts us becomes the very building blocks by which our lives are built. Do you understand? Yes, sir. So when God comes to you with a teaching, when God gives you an inspiration, what he's doing is that he's giving you a foundation and he wants that foundation to be the basis from which your life is lived. Do you understand? Completely, he wants that to be the foundation. He doesn't want it to be an experience that just passes by. So he says, um, some of the thoughts I wrote, he says, they are not just sweet talks or experiences, right? They are building blocks. And they must become integrated in our lives such that we are inseparable. Do you understand? So when God teaches you about faith, when pastor comes to teach about faith, you don't let it go. Do you understand? You look at faith. And you keep holding on to it. Do you understand? You keep, uh, and I'm going to show us how to do that. But you keep holding on to it. You see it as a, as a building, building block for your life. Do you understand? You see it as a building. It says, um, it says in a, they become integrated in our lives such that we are inseparable. Not just as principles, but as our life blood. 
Do you understand? It's not just a principle that you bring up once in a while when you need it. Faith is not just something that you are going to bring up one day when you hear that your friend has an accident. Do you understand? Faith is not just something that you are going to bring up one day when you hear that your brother is sick and then you have to go and pray. Do you understand? Faith is the basis for which you are living your life. Do you understand? It's the basis for which you live your life. So when you are going out every day, when you are praying, you are having faith. You are having faith that the Holy Spirit will speak to you. You are having faith that as you go to work, he's going to teach you what to do. You are having faith. So faith now becomes a normal part of your daily life. Do you understand? You know, this is God's desire. Because God doesn't waste his time. Do you understand? God doesn't teach you for excitement. God doesn't teach you so that you'll be excited about what the pastor is teaching. No, God doesn't teach you. God spoke to our pastor and he says, he should build him a house, right? Where his glory, right, can always come and reside. Do you understand? That kind of house does not happen by, it doesn't happen by fluke. It takes consistent participation in everything that God is saying. You know, and I know that God's glory is so big that sometimes we think we've had enough. Or we think we just have had good enough. Do you understand? But trust me, I always say this, that you never know what level of glory you have missed until you enter into the next. Do you understand? You never know. You never know what... So, so for example, a man might never know... You can never, If you don't enter into your purpose in God, for example, and you become maybe... A, a billionaire or you become the CEO of something and you, you are doing fine, you write two books <laughs> and the book is edifying some people, right? Christian books, so maybe Jesus my CEO, you understand? No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I know there's a book like that but I don't mean any, um, yeah yeah, you write two books and people are edified but God has called you to a purpose, you understand? and that purpose the, the, the the level of that purpose, you are not entering it because not that writing a book is wrong, do you understand? But there's a purpose that God has called you for. If you are not living in that purpose, then you are short of the glory of God. And you might never know it. you understand? You might never know it. That's what I'm saying. You might never know it. So the, 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 the beauty of progression is actually in movement. Do you understand? The beauty of progression, the beauty of progression is, is in the practical movement. Do you understand? If you don't move practically, you cannot appreciate what God is doing part-time. And that's the freshness that um, Pastor has been talking about. Do you understand? You can't appreciate the freshness. You can't appreciate what God is doing at that time. Do you understand? And that's why you must be present every day. You must, you must answer roll call. <laughs> Every day, do you understand? Because in answering roll call in the presence of God every day, your freshness, you are being renewed. Do you understand? You know what God is doing for you every day. You know what he's doing part-time. You know that when you enter today, you know that yesterday's own was not enough. Do you understand? But if you don't, if you don't continue, if you don't embrace it, if you don't, um, what's that word now? If you don't give yourselves entirely to it, Nothing great comes casually. Nothing great, right? 
Even in the world, naturally, nothing great comes casually. So you need to give yourselves completely. So, they must not just be principles, but they must be our lifeblood, right? Blood runs in our body, whether we like it or not, right? When it does not run, what happens? It's a disorder. So, that's the way you should see the life of God. Eh? You know, I was sharing with them also in membership house on Sunday, and, and, and I was saying that, you know, God was, God told me when we went to Abuja, I was just on the staircase, and God told me that um, kingdom is not just a springboard for success. Do you understand? Uh, he told me that he's not a springboard for, he said, contrary to that, in him you live and move and have your being. I don't know if you understand that. What does that mean? It means that kingdom is not just something that I apply as a tool to succeed. Of course, as Christians, as a Christian um, that is alive, I must not find any other habitat to succeed apart from God's habitat, right? But my thinking should not be that the, the enjoyment or the movement of my Christian work is, is uh, because of is because God will help me to succeed. Do you understand? But in him, so in anything, in him I live and move and have my being. It means that I am become inseparable. Do you understand? That is the basis for my existence. Is the reason why I'm living and breathing and having my being. You know what being means? It means that you are just, that's the way you are. Do you understand? It's not, you are not trying anymore. Do you understand? You are not really trying anymore. So it happens that when you practice faith and practice faith, practice faith, you hear pastors say things like, he's not trying to have faith. Do you understand? That he knows that he has faith. So when you keep doing it, when you keep applying faith, when you keep um, meditating on faith, when you keep accepting faith, do you understand? When you keep applying rather or whatever faith, it comes to a point where faith becomes your normal Christian life. Such that when it is not operational in your life, it becomes a disorder. You can't function. Do you understand? Then he says blood is a constantly, I went to do some small research about blood. If I'm wrong, doctor can I'm happy that doctor is here. Amen. So it says, blood is a constantly circulating fluid, providing the body with nutrition, oxygen, and waste removal. Eh? Blood is a fluid that provides the body. So the life of God in you should be the fluid, do you understand, that provides you with oxygen. Yes, it should be the fluid that provides you with nutrition. It's also the fluid through which you are, you, are, you are separated from waste. Do you understand? So, is the, is the, is the Google, Abi, Google, what do they call that? Is Google, Abi? No, it's not Google. I've always known. Eh? <laughs> yeah, so. Is the very spect- is, ah, <laughs> spectacle, right? Through which we see life, right? Is the very thing through which we see 
everything that we see. So you see that you cannot be separated from your blood for too long, right? Doctor, I'm correct. You can't be separated from... If they take your blood out, they need to fill you again quickly. Or else what happens? You die. So this is the way the life of God should be at work in you. You know, and I was trying to think, okay, what happens when you don't have blood? It says humans can't live without blood. Without blood, the body's organs cannot get the oxygen and nutrients they need to survive. We cannot keep warm or cool off. We can't fight infections. We can't get rid of our waste products. Without blood, people weaken and die. Do you understand? So that should be the way that you are integrated to the things of God. When God teaches you about faith, hmm, my brothers and my sisters, things don't always, things don't happen automatically in the kingdom of God. I know, you know, uh, because I know when the Holy Spirit puts emphasis on some matters in my life. Do you understand? For example, I know when the Holy Spirit is trying to draw my attention to kingdom prosperity. Do you understand? And I know in my heart that they do. If you don't give yourself to this thing, eh? It no go happen. No. I'm telling you the truth. It will not happen. You know, I've had personal um, times with pastor and he tells me that, Deji, we need to give ourselves to this kingdom prosperity that if we don't do it intentionally, that nothing will happen. Do you understand? Yes, so when the life of when the life of blood, permit me to say that, dies in an aspect of the body, in an aspect of the body, what happens? You know, when there's a, a, a disruption in the circulation of blood, many times is a symptom of a disorder. Do you understand? When blood does not flow through your body in one way or the other, it can be because of um, obesity. It can be because of... Um, um, diabetes, something might, but something is an indication that something is wrong. So when the life of God does not flow through you naturally, you need to sit down and give attention to the way you are living. Do you understand? When the life of God is not a natural thing, when many times, of course, there's a process. There, there's a process in which um, you keep you keep using, 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 using. And I'm not denying that. And we are going to see that. You are going to keep using, using. But the ultimate goal, which you must always have in your heart, is that this thing must be my lifeblood. You know, the life of God's blood, that's what I, God's blood, must flow to every part of your life. So we must be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. We must be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for reproof, doctrine, correction, instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete. Who is the man of God? Who is the man of God? Yeah, that you may be complete. That you may be complete. 
and thoroughly equipped for every good work. So everything, every teaching, every word of God is for your what? Equipping. You know, so when God is speaking to you, he's giving you stuff that can equip you to become everything he wants you to be. Ephesians 4. So when God teaches, what you are having is not just spontaneous moves of God. You are not just having spon- For us, it's spontaneous because, of course, uh, it's not normal. Do you understand? So when God comes and does some stuff, it looks like it's spontaneous. For example, if you don't know, if for, for the... Um, for principalities and powers, the resurrection of Jesus was spontaneous. Right? Do you understand? Because the Bible says that they did not see it coming. Do you understand? Because they don't have the sense to understand that level of God's operation, right? Now, for them it was spontaneous. But the Bible says that the lamp has been slain before the foundations of the world and it has been ordained already. Jesus already even spoke while he was alive that destroy this temple and I will build it again in three days, right? So for God, it was not a spontaneous activity. It was a planned stuff even from the foundations of the world. But for, because of the level of sin, for you or for any, for you at that moment, it can be seen as spontaneous. Do you understand what I'm saying? So all God teaches is not spontaneous. They are building blocks, right? You know, Pizak was saying yesterday that when something new is happening, there's always a kind of new teaching. You remember I said something like that? Yeah. You see, I was asking God, um, some days ago. Thank you, Jesus. I was asking him some days ago, and I said, you know, again, I was reading that book about Tasuza Revival, and I was thinking, some, those guys prayed for a while before they saw some tangible manifestation of God's presence. Yeah, and you imagine, Lord, why would they have to pray for some time? Some of them prayed for years. Why would they have to pray? Is it not revival? It's the will of God. Do you know what I'm saying? And sometimes I ask, and I ask God, I said, why is it that it looks like so, when we pray at times, things seem delayed? Do you understand? Why is it that sometimes when you pray, you don't see it, you don't see it, you pray, you pray for one year, you pray for two years, sometimes you don't see it. And then maybe the third year, the thing comes. You know? And the word that God put in my heart was that when we ask for things, and pastor has said this several times, God is not only interested in the matter, you understand? He's interested in your building so that your vessel can be compatible with, the, with what he's going to do. Do you understand? You know what will happen if God answered some prayers quickly, in, in quote? You know, you would have some of us who have vessels that can take 20% of what God can do. And then you'll be excited because the vessel is overflowing. And you don't know that God can do more to make the vessel deeper. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you are excited because your vessel is only 20% and your vessel is overflowing in your eyes. Do you understand? 
Or your vessel is 10% and is overflowing in your eyes. Meanwhile, you have the capacity to produce in hundredfold. You get it? So what gives us the capacity to, to have vessels that can accommodate everything God is doing? You know? And vessels grow. You know, the beautiful thing about God, I say, is that God does not stop. God has no ending. You understand? It's man that has ending. God does not have ending. (laughs) And this is an excitement for us because there's no end to where God will take you to. You understand? There's no end. That God will permit every aspect of your being that there will be no place too sacred to release to him. Do you understand? That there will be no place too sacred in your life to release to him. So, there's a time that I noticed God, and God has been bringing it to my heart. Um, for example, I was talking about kingdom prosperity. You know? And he, he, he kept on telling me that you need to look at this thing. Do you understand? You need to look at this thing. You need to look at it. So sometimes what do I do? I'm sitting somewhere and I'm just thinking. Do you understand? I'm thinking about it. Do you understand? I'm thinking about the ways of God, for example, in kingdom prosperity. Because I want it to be my natural pattern for thinking. You know, the Bible says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So that's what we are saying. That's just one example. So when you think constantly, when you, when you, when you give yourself completely to it, it means that it's the fabric of your art. It's the fabric of your art. It's the, it's the way you think. Eh? Why is it that some people cannot think poverty? It's because their art has been exercised to the point that poverty can no longer find its place. And the question is, what are you gaining mastery of? You've been taught for years. How old are we now? As a church. What are you gaining mastery of? Are you enjoying experiences? Or are the experiences... Can you say that this experience is the building block for my life? You know, and this thing speaks in the general um, assembly, you know, because when your lifeblood is not consistent, you are affecting the lifeblood of the church. Do you understand? When your lifeblood, when the circulation of life in you is not precise and accurate, you are also denying the church of the circulation of God's blood. Because you are supposed to be the eye and you are not seen. Do you understand? (laughs) You are supposed to be the hand and you are not walking. Do you understand? You are supposed to be the thinking faculty and you are not doing anything. The body is saying we want to move, but the head is not thinking. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So what are you gaining mastery of? We need to gain mastery of faith. We need to gain mastery of love. We need to gain mastery of every single thing. Kingdom prosperity, we need to gain mastery of it. Trust me, guys, I'm telling you the truth. Nothing is going to happen automatically. 
It won't happen automatically. Right? You know, I was also sharing on, where was I sharing? I can't remember. When I was um, younger, I thought that the inspiration, you know, the inspiration of God is powerful. You know, it's very powerful. When you are inspired by God, there's life. Do you understand? The Bible says there's a spirit in man. The inspiration of the mighty gives him, gives him understanding. There's life. Something just eats you. You know it's God and you have understanding. You understand? You have understanding. You have practical way to get something done. It's like life just happened to you. And then you think that because that thing is the word of the Lord, the same life that you got, for example, God will tell you to read a book and then you feel so inspired. And you are excited. God, I see that you are going to do something mighty through this book. And then you don't read it that day. You think that the next day, you are going to have the same kind of inspiration to read it. My brother and my sister, that's a sign. It's a sign. You understand? It's a sign that you can't always live. It won't always happen by inspiration. You have to grow and mature to a point that you know what God told Pastor once? He told him that I'm going to do a work in you such that by the time people see you, when they come to meet me, I'll tell them that he has I've already that Pastor has already spoken to them and there's no there's nothing else he has to say. Do you understand? So what are you gaining mastery of? How can all God's plan be the order of the day for us? How can it be the way we live and our daily experience? So we'll talk about a few things. Building blocks again. You understand? That can make the work of God normal to you. And the first thing is we must appreciate and get understanding. Yeah? Yeah? We must appreciate and get understanding. Understanding is a key block to becoming all God has called us to be. You know, Proverbs 24, 3 to 4. Um, Mind me, I'm trying to be very precise so that there's actually a lot. (laughs) Yeah, Proverbs 24, 3 to 4 says that by wisdom, a house is built and by understanding it is established. You want to be established in everything God is teaching you, then you need to have clarity. Do you understand? You need to have clarity. Guys, the reason why some guys write books on secrets, you see seven secrets to this, is because they got clarity. Do you understand? There's a clarity that you can get from God that you just know a matter. Do you understand? When they talk about faith, you have, you have eaten it. <laughs> Eh? there's a clarity on a matter with God that when they talk about faith for example you have eaten it 
when they talk about love, of course, eating it doesn't mean that you are not still doing it. But eating it is that you have clarity on it. It is clear to you. Do you understand? You know how to appropriate it. You know, you hear things like when PK came here, remember, he said something like, I know when this comes upon me. Do you understand? You remember? He said, I know when this comes upon me and this, this has happened two or three times in my life. <laughs> Do you understand? It's precision. You know that God has given you understanding on a matter. You see it. You see clearly. And that's why when we are praying those prayers, Lord, I want understanding. You know, I prayed that prayer once. I think it was Pastor Tucker that prayed it last Wednesday, if I remember. You know, and that prayer imparted me again. I got understanding. Do you understand? I noticed that I saw the word better again. Why? Because there was a prayer, and by prayer, I pressed into it. So you have to appreciate understanding. What do I mean by appreciate? You must always love, you must love it. Do you understand? <laughs> you must love the ways of God. Do you understand? You must be, you must love it. When pastor is teaching, you must love to fully participate. Don't just love to hear it. Do you understand? You must love the happening of it to you. Do you understand? You must love it. You must love it. Because some of those things don't come if you don't love it. Do you understand? You must love it. You must appreciate it. And it comes gradually. Sometimes you see a window in your heart that just loves it. And then you latch into it. Do you understand? You see a window. I like this thing. No. I remember one of the days that I came out for. I came out for altar call many times in my life. But the major day that I came out was PK preaching. You understand? And I just loved it. I just loved what I saw. I just loved the life that was flowing. <laughs> and the life, it was as if the life just wooed me. <laughs> I said, I love this thing. <laughs> Do you understand? So you must love it. Whenever, and you know, see, some of these things, it, it's not good. Don't see it as a whole. Don't see it as, I'm going to love it 100%. And then when I love it 100%, then it happens to me. No. Sometimes you love it 1%. You latch into it. You know, sometimes pastor is preaching. I love what he's saying. You know, I was telling him um, this week <laughs> that sometimes when he's teaching about prosperity and stuff, sometimes I feel like going to just carry all the money and just sending it to different places. You know, let me just use it. This kingdom, we must spend everything. <laughs> you know, and he said that if I do that, they will fire me. <laughs> you know, no, because I see that stuff. I see something I like. And I'm just praying, Lord Jesus, I want this thing. Eh? That's the way it happens, oh, guys. It doesn't just happen, oh, Lord Jesus, I want this thing. I latch into 5%. Just, I latch into it, Lord. Sometimes that's why when pastor is praying, you see me do like this sometimes. I'm praying because some things seem difficult for me. But I know that when I'm in his presence, I get victory and access to it. So when he's saying it, I'm not just looking at myself and say, Hi, pastor has come again with another thing. How will I become this thing now? You know what they told Jesus? You know, he said, at a point, when they had heard everything, he said, how can these things be? Ah, ah. You don't get, like, ah, ah. 
can it be possible that a man will become all these things that Jesus is talking about? Eh? Then he said that with God, all things are possible. <laughs> so you latch into it. I'm already talking about some other things. Uh, but maybe I'll be doing it in the... You latch into it. It gives you 5%. You get 5% desire. The Bible says, Blessed are they that hunger and test after righteous. They shall be filled. Did he say 10%? Did he say 5%? Did he say 5%? They, if they hunger and test, right? At any level, they will keep being filled. So you are, you are seeing 1% desire latching to it. The Holy Spirit is doing a work in your heart. And the reason for that work is so that you can enter into what he's telling you. So that it becomes a natural part of your life. You understand? So I'm praying, Lord Jesus, help me. Lord Jesus, help me. Help me. Help me. I want this. I want this. Help me. Help me. Help me. And then sometimes I might never, that, after I leave that place, sometimes it might never come to me again. But I've prayed. Just I've prayed and with the Lord my prayer is not a waste. You know why sometimes God sets up stuff for you? You know sometimes you see it. Your your brother offends you. You know. And you don't know that you prayed that he should help you to love. Do you understand? And then he sets it up maybe five days later or ten days later. When you were praying it seemed like nothing happened. But he answered that prayer by sending you your brothers and your sisters with imperfection like you so when they touch you in an aspect you have the opportunity to get your prayers answered <laughs> do you understand you have the opportunity now when you have clarity you recognize this do you understand what I mean when you have clarity you begin to recognize opportunities when you have clarity you see that ah this is a love opportunity. Ah, Father, I will not miss this one. By the grace of God, I will not miss this one. Opportunities. God answers those prayers. Sometimes it might be two years. It might look like it's not, but you are praying. You know? And Pastor said yesterday, sometimes those things are clouds. They gather. Do you understand? That's the power of consistency. Consistency is like adding more to the cloud. And then in due season, the rain will just begin to pour. But it doesn't happen by fluke. Understanding is not a fluke. The Bible says by understanding it, the house is established. Huh? When you build the house, is the house decorated on its own? Is it decorated on its own? You have to look at it. Which color fits this place? You understand? Then you have clarity. And then when you have clarity, you can apply, right? Matthew 13, quickly, I love this scripture so much. Matthew 13, 18, 23. I saw it today while I was preparing. Just eat me in the right place. <laughs> It says, therefore, hear the please pay attention. This is very important, very important block. It says, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not what? Understand it. So when you are hearing the word of the kingdom, your excitement is not just in the delivery. 
Your excitement is that I must hold this block. This block must be my block. Do you understand? It's not going to be your block if it is not personal. You have to say, this thing must be my, this faith, it is the block by which I want to live my life. You latch into it. Do you understand? It says, if you hear the word of the kingdom, so the word of the kingdom, as powerful as it is, is not enough to produce some level of results without understanding. It says, and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes, right? Because there's no foundation. It says, the, the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. It says, this is, he will receive the seed by the wayside. By the wayside. A seed falls by the wayside in your heart and you expect that it will produce results. Eh? The seed of God, nothing happens, nothing, everything God does is important. If you don't treasure it, eh? Nothing happens to you. <laughs> if you don't value it, you don't f- value that seed God is putting in your heart, and you are not engaging God to bring it to, to fulfillment in your life, it's not enough. So nothing that falls by the wayside is important. He says, but he will receive the seed on stony place. This is who hears the word. And immediately receives it with joy, excitement. Ah, word. God, word us today. <laughs> God, don't word me today. Eh? God, don't word me. He says, yet he has no root in himself. But he endures only for a while. You know, you can have the choice. I'm telling you, with God, you have the practical choice many times when you see scriptures like this to choose who you will be. I'm telling you the truth. You have the choice. And it starts with that desire. Lord, this is not me. Eh? He says, for when tribulation and persecution arises because of the word, immediately, as immediately as he received it, immediately he stumbles. <laughs> eh? He says, immediately receives it with joy. And as persecution comes like this, immediately he stumbles. It's not because he wants to stumble, but the capacity to hold what God has put. You know that capacity we're saying? The vessel cannot, can, is not enough. It's too shallow. Do you understand? To hold the impartations of God in that life. So he says, go to the next verse. Now he will receive seed among the tongues, is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of the of riches choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. This one is even clear. Nobody wants to be like this. But he will receive seed on the good ground. Wow. Is he who hears the word and what? And what? Understands it. He has clarity. Yes, it has it. God has opened it for him. Do you understand? So when you are hearing the word, you are trusting the Holy Spirit to open it. That's why um, many times in scripture, Paul will say that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may understand the length and breadth and depth and height of God's love together with all the sin. If understanding is not important to God, it will not be written that way many times. Because God is building strong people. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
God is building strong people. And for strength, you need clarity. You need that. You need things to be open to you. So that you can exercise and walk in them. Because if there is not open to you, you can't access it. And that's why you need to ask God for understanding. You see, the Bible says, he that lacks wisdom, let him ask. Do you understand? When you lack it, ask. Who indeed bears fruit and produces? Now, see, he says, some, this is what I'm saying, some a hundredfold. Some of them will produce to full capacity. Then some will produce 60. The 60 might never understand what 100 fold is. Do you understand? They will just be eyeing it from afar, but they might never understand it. Because if you are 60, you think that you have a B, right? 60 is B now. I remember the day I went to check my results one day. I just just had my way. And I saw an E. And I knelt down there and I was thanking God. (laughs) It was a three-unit course. Economics. And I knew that I didn't write it well. It's not like my wife. My wife, if she gets a B, she can be crying. Those are, you know those kind of people. That's the kind of person she Me, when I know that I didn't write this thing well, and God had mercy on me, ah, glory be to God. Do you understand? So you see 60, and you are, don't be, don't be okay. Never be okay. Never be satisfied. Never be full enough. You understand? Keep asking, understanding. This thing is wide. <laughs> this matter is the matter that has been <laughs> that started creation. <laughs> it's a wide syllabus. Elijah came, added his own and left. Imagine Elijah. <laughs> you know, Elisha came, added his own and moved. And God now said that they were not perfected because he had prepared something better for you. So you have to participate. Is that 23? So you need to ask for understanding. You need to seek it. You need to find you know, many times, sometimes, when I, when I need understanding on something, I tell God, Lord, you said we should ask and we'll receive. You said we should seek. You know, that's seek, that's it. You said we should seek and we'll find it. We'll find understanding. Do you understand? When we seek, we find it. The Bible says we should knock. We should knock the door. We should knock. Lord, I want, I want to know this. And it's not in isolation. I want to know it because I want to know how to walk with you. Do, you. do you understand? Because when God was walking with Abraham, it was on the subject of his son. Eh? Can you remember? It was a simple thing. Something seemingly simple. And the, th- the thing became an eternal conversation. Do you understand? So nothing God discusses with you or nothing, don't trivialize even your needs. Because your needs can even be doors through which you get understanding. Do you understand? So when you have a need, don't just go about crying about it. 
you, 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 you look for faith. Do you understand? Sometimes you find out that I might not have faith on this matter. This one matter that came up with. I noticed that my faith was shaking. Ah, how would I not have faith on this simple thing? You know, sometimes you feel like that. I have no faith on this simple thing. Sometimes I just hold on. I, I stop worry. Yes, I prevent worry. But so that I can have some little time to add fire to my faith. So sometimes it's like I'm checking again. Is it there? Is it there? Is it there now? Is it there? Ah, Lord. Then when I see that I'm worrying, I'll just, I'll just direct the conversation at God. Because the Bible says that we should be anxious for nothing. But why? Yeah? But in everything, with thanksgiving, all right? And supplication, we should make our requests made known to God. One of the ways to deal with worry is to pass the book to God. Listen, you just say, Lord, thank you, Jesus. I submit this into your hands. I receive it in the name of Jesus. I submit it. Father, take control in Jesus' name. And you move on. Eh? Then for understanding, you need to also stay in atmospheres where understanding is available. I'm telling you, understanding, haven't you heard atmosphere for miracles? Eh? Why did they call it atmosphere for miracles? You know, the Bible says that Jesus went to his town and he could not do anything. There's an atmosphere sometimes that makes understanding a usual experience for you. And that's why you must always be, it's necessary that you are in the house of the Lord. Lately, I'm, I'm, I feel, and that's why when church is praying in a particular order, don't pray something different. I'm telling you, because it's God that brought that inspiration to the person leading the prayers. And it's a door for you at that moment. But the devil will try to bring many things to your mind so that you can pray. You think that the Lord is telling you to pray something different. You understand? And he's telling the house, he's speaking through the person leading. And he's saying that I want you to pray for understanding. You are saying that you remember that, Lord, I need a house, Lord. House, house, house. That's the way the devil cheats us sometimes. You need to pray for understanding. When the person says pray for understanding, you stay and you pray for understanding. When the person worshiping is saying, do it in this particular way, don't do it different. And I'm going to get to that place. I pray we get to that place. (laughs) There's a lot. There are about nine points and we're in number one. <laughs> so stay in atmospheres where understanding is available. Sometimes understanding comes by the atmosphere you constantly live in. If you are used to the atmosphere of God, things open for you quickly. Do you understand? You hear clearly. Things open for you quickly when you are used to God's atmosphere. And I was saying on Sunday to remember Shika, that's why a bad day is a day without spending time with him. It's a bad day. You understand? Because you never know the potential of any day. It's the one that will tell you the potential of the day. You understand? It's the one that will reveal the potential of the day to you. 
And then you go out like that. I know how it is, though. I know. You understand? I know how it is. But some of the things with God are things that deserve your laboring. You understand? It deserves laboring. Some of the things we labor in are things that don't deserve laboring. But the things, you know when the Bible says labor to enter into your rest, those are things that deserve laboring. When you labor to enter into your rest, is he saying that it's by your physical energy? No. He's saying that you must give yourself completely and practically to, to understanding that your, the, the result of your life is not by your works. And that you allow God more to have his way. So we must learn to live from understanding to allow God's wisdom in our daily lives. When we are wrong, let's allow him. Right? We must not be set in our ways. Many times, on a matter, I leave room. I don't, I don't, I don't listen to my feeling on matters many times. If I listen to it for a moment, it just takes me some small time. Let me just go to his presence. I leave room. I leave room for the next conversation. Do you understand? I leave room for him to address matters in my heart. I leave room. I don't conclude quickly on things. Yes, I don't conclude quickly because I'm waiting for his own perspective. Do you understand? I'm waiting for his own perspective. I don't conclude quickly on a matter. I said when, especially when I've not, I've not received clarity. I, I won't pretend I have clarity. If you pretend that you have clarity, then you have clarity. Do you understand what I mean? You have clarity. If you behave like you know it, you know it. But if you know that I don't have enough, and you ask him, he's going to feel you. So when we are wrong, let's, be, let's quickly allow him. You know, sometimes we are quick to say, this is who I am. You might not say it out, but you might think that it's like there's a blockage in your life. Whenever he reaches a point where you don't see beyond yourself. There's a matter you don't see beyond yourself. Instead of us to allow him, we stay in that self. Because you can't see beyond yourself at that present time. You stay there. Meanwhile, you should just open the door for him to bring more clarity. I say to you, many times I find it difficult sometimes to love some people. Sometimes when I do, eh, I, don't, I don't accept it as my way of life. I don't accept it that I don't like this person. You understand? Sometimes my wife used to laugh when I say, <laughs> you know, when she asks me that, do I like this person? And I say, this guy is a great, <laughs> you know. He's a great guy. He's a, he's, a, he's a great guy. And I love him. <laughs> you know, my wife will say, do you like him? I say, I love him. Because that's my nature. Whether I like him or not, is not an issue. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't have to like him. I love him. Do you understand? It doesn't have to be likable. That's what I'm saying. I might see some stuff that I don't like, but I love him because it's love that flows in me. You understand? So sometimes when I don't feel it, 
I just, I'm just a presence away from knowing it. Wow. Just enter his presence again and tell him about it. Yes, I tell him about it and he fills my heart with strength. Pastor Kwe was asking us to pray that day too. I remember last week Wednesday. She was saying that we should pray about um, Ephesians 3. You know, where it says that, um, that you may be strengthened with might. Sometimes you need might for these things. You know, yesterday I was telling God I need power. Do you understand? Because I realized I need power for some things. I need might for some things. And I know that in his presence I can get it. Many of the guys that had revivals got it in the place of carrying in his presence. And it must be a custom for you. You know, that's the essence of this, that everything becomes your habit. It doesn't become, so, it's not something you do when you feel like, I told you, it's not going to come by inspiration all the time. That's a proof of maturity. This morning, I told my son, don't, he put something, he, he took the earpiece, removed one of the ears. I said, bring it. He threw it on the floor. I said, bring it. He went to pick it. I said, bring it. He took it and went to throw it behind the bed. I spanked him. And when I spanked him, after some minutes, he came to report to me that someone else beat him. He came to report to me. Do you understand? There's a thought I was trying to say there. I lost that train. Um, eh? So, what did you say? Yeah, it becomes an habit. I've forgotten that train of thought. There's something I was trying to bring up. Don't worry, if I remember, if I remember. <laughs> Why are you laughing now? <laughs> you, which one did you say? Someone said something, you're laughing. <laughs> Is it making sense? I'm really trying to remember that train of thought. Okay, let's go on so that we don't. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you, you, sometimes you are not, you are not, um, as you, maturity brings, comes with its responsibility. You understand? I might not even feel like spanking him, but I know that the right response to that matter is spanking I'm not inspired in quotes in my heart to spank him, but it's the right response. So one of the proofs of maturity is that you can make things happen even when you are not inspired. And you know that this is the right thing to do. So it becomes normal place for you. That's what it means to have to be. Does you, is your blood inspired to flow? Is your blood is imagine your blood was inspired to flow. Of course, you know I'm not talking down on inspiration. But I'm saying that it's not every time that your life will be based on do you understand? Sometimes you have inspiration and you take that inspiration and use it for five years. Eh? then greater inspiration begins to latch on it. 
Yeah, because you've taken five seed and you've turned it to ten. Do you understand? You've taken two, you've turned it to five. He said, you, you're a good and faithful servant. Come, take more, take this one. Take more. Because to him that has, more will be given. To him that think he doesn't have anything, even that one which he has, they will take it away. <laughs> oh my God. Of course, you know that the word of God is the, key, is the key to understanding, right? We have to understand God's word. Wow. We have to understand God's word. I've talked about meditation, but meditation is another key. But I put it under understanding. You know, that scripture we saw, God said, meditate on these things. See, the Bible says, Philippians 4, it says, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good reports, if there's any virtue, the Bible says, meditate on these things. Why? Because your heart has to be trained. If you don't train your heart, your heart will not be trained. And meditation is one of the keys to training the heart. You need to be able to tell your heart what to focus on. You need to be able to tell your heart. Some days, I want to focus on grace. Ephesians chapter 4. You don't have to close your eyes, but I'm just closing my eyes. Here. So, Ephesians chapter 4, 24. I'm not quoting now. I'm just saying something. So, grace. The grace of God. Now, the grace of God that appears to all men. As a, uh, sometimes, the Holy Ghost will just bring it to your heart. Then you quickly take it. Don't just let it go. Sometimes, scriptures come to your heart. Don't just... Uh, is just by the way. No, it's not by the way. Just the Holy Spirit brought it to your heart. It's for meditation. Do you understand? It's for meditation. You are supposed to be able to. The word that came to my heart that day was, and when I was thinking, was regurgitate. You are suppo- supposed to be able to bring it back to your mind so that you can think, 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 think until that's the way you think. So we need to make it a constant practice. Meditation. You have to think about him. You have to constantly think about him. Sometimes you, find, you just think about Jesus. You think about him because he owns your heart. And that's the direction of everything. That, that your life is about him. That your life is for his pleasure. And so you are making sure that everything in your heart is him. You are making sure that as you are thinking, what you are thinking about is your Lord and Savior. That's why you were saved, to bring pleasure to him, right? So you are thinking. You are thinking about his goodness. You just see that, Lord, I need more understanding. I'm lacking in this thing. I need to think about this thing more. Then you think, 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 think. Do you understand? Sometimes it will take you five years. Because you are adding more to the cloud. Do you understand? And one day rain will pour. The rain of God's understanding. It's just going to pour. You get. Yeah, and you just shout, I can never be poor again. <laughs> I can never be poor again. We are soldiers. Eh? Soldiers don't go to war without gun. Eh? Your own, your own practice is that gun. Eh? You have to have a weapon. 
And that's the weapon with which you wage warfare. You know, the Bible says that hold, hold your shield of faith, eh? which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. You know, that you have practiced faith so much that when the devil throws some doubt, he just bounces back. There was a day the devil was bringing a kind of fear to my heart about prosperity. And it seemed like he was trying to tell me that by the time you enter fully into this prosperity, will you still be the same person? Will you love the Lord like you like you love, like you claim to love the Lord, you know. And again, that word, I think that word, and that's what I'm saying, sometimes God brings the consciousness to your heart for a season so that you can lay hold of it. Again, that word came by the Holy Spirit in response. In him, I live and move and have my being. Do you understand? In, on days when it seems like I don't have much, in him, I live and move and have, On days when I have plenty, in him, I live, I move. So there's no distinction anymore between when I have plenty or when I have little. Because in him, I live, I move, and have my being. So let our hearts be used to the word of God. I need to run. Let our hearts be used to the word of God. Let me move quickly to the second thing. Then we'll round off quickly. I'll just pick something. So you need to, another thing is that you need to guard your space. Right? He's also speaking about your atmosphere, but you need to guard your space. You need to preserve your personal atmosphere. Atmosphere sometimes determine what and how we receive and grow. Put a seed in the ground. Give, him the, give the seed the proper atmosphere to grow. It always works. So you see what God is saying. That when you put things in proper place. When you are always in the proper, in the right presence. It will always work. Do you understand? This is important, so you can always download what everyone has for you every day. Personal devotion is under that too. I think I've spoken, and us, so personal and devotion and us should be one, where we always make time to read our Bibles and talk to him in prayer. Also a medium through which he speaks to us. It shouldn't be something we just do to get something from God. It should be the way we live our lives. When you are focused, your role is not only to adopt what is relevant to you. It's also your role to take out some rubbish. Yeah? So I went to the Babin Saloon on Saturday. You know, and I had to wait for a while and they were just playing all sorts of stuff. You know, of course, I'll be fine. Nothing happened. But that time, I can use it to think about better things. Right? So I want to increase the time I think of better things. So I asked him, when can I come that people are not always so many? So that I can have time. So that when I come, I just do and go and do, do other things. Because I want to guard my space. Yes, and I want to guard my atmosphere. Preserve your atmosphere by spending time in his presence. Praying. Then I said praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying. Also praying in the Holy Ghost. It's intentional. Meditating. Spending time with his children. We have to be focused. Our great experiences with him should not only be in church or end in church. 
there is no relationship if it is not personal. Right? Don't allow things easily encroach in your space, your heart. Be quick to let go of everything that has held and is not allowing you to enjoy God's atmosphere in your life. Don't hold on to it. Don't say that's the way I am. The Bible says that if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. That's your story. Your story is not this is the way I am. Don't look at your limitation. Do you understand? Don't look at it. It's serious degrading to look at your life based on what you can do or what you cannot. And that's why Jesus said with men, it is impossible. With God, all things are possible. You need to keep seeing through that eyes. That with God, all things are possible. Don't look look at your limitation. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't, I can't, this is what I can do. And then you just let your life to be lived from what you can or cannot do. That's, that's an embarrassment to the kingdom of God. You have to live beyond what you can do or what you cannot do. You need to be able to access the presence of God that will give you the right atmosphere and grace to do what you cannot do. That's, that's what he does. Could you save yourself? Could you be saved? What could save you? Do you understand? You came to your end. There was nothing else that could be done. But Jesus came with his resurrection and life. And he brought you out from the grave. Do you understand? I said, oh, grave, where is that um, sting? Right? Oh, death, where is your victory? Do you understand? Death should not have victory over you. The things that are not of God should not have victory over you. You should rise and say, this is the me that God has created. I'm the workmanship of God in Christ Jesus, created by God unto good works. That's who I am. I'm not the moody person. Do you understand? I'm not, that's not me. I'm moody, but that's not me. Do you understand? Oh, I feel moody, but that's not me. He, the me is that there's a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. And finally, I'm going to have to pick one more and trust that if we have another opportunity, God will help us. But if not, God is praised. <laughs> Just let's go to the eighth one quickly. Our local assembly is God's gift to us, it is God's wisdom for governance and leadership over our lives. Let's constantly make a decision to listen to the messages with all that we have. Right? The Bible says, buy the truth and sell it not. Let's listen to those God has given to us, our pastor, our pastors. God has given to them to us. Remember that scripture, Ephesians 4, that pastor always teaches. That God has given us men as gifts. And some apostles, it's supposed to be our major scripture. Let's quickly look at it. We'll round off. I'm sorry, I'm rounding off in... Five minutes or so. Yeah. Um, and he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors, teachers for the equipping. This is what we've been talking about, right? For the equipping so that you'll be well padded for the work that God has given you. Yeah? You have enough capacity for the work God has given you. You have enough grace. He says that for the equipping of the saints of the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ... He said, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking in truth in love, another version says something like, um, but allowing the 
but living out the truth of God. Do you understand? Speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him. So we need to grow up in all things. Everything is teaching us. There's room to grow up in it. Do you understand? Everything is teaching us. It's not a one-off event. There's room to grow in it. So let's constantly make additions, listen to messages. Let's listen to those God has given us. God has given them to us for his own great reasons. And trust me, those that God has given you, you might not find any other person like them in your entire lives. So why don't you just humble yourself and accept them as God has given you? Eh? You know, there's some things in God that you take hook, line, and sinker. It doesn't happen to your head, but it must happen to your heart. Do you understand? It doesn't happen to you. It doesn't make sense to you, but God has given this person. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I told someone recently, I said, you need a local assembly. And I said, you've been, I feel you've been lacking that for years. And he said that the church he went to before, he was not feeling among. And I said, the first basis for attending a church is not that you are feeling along. The first basis is that's where God wants you to be. What's, his, what's the business with you are feeling along or not? You know is that where God has put you? If God has put you there, it's a matter of time. You will be along whether you feel it or not. Do you understand? God has given them to us for granted. Let us juice them. Eh? You see that whenever I mean a man of God comes, there's a way our pastor knows how to juice. <laughs> so let's know how to juice from them. Right? Let's listen to them very well. Trusting the Holy Spirit to help us live out and become every single thing we hear. Add your hunger to the clouds of the house so that rain can pour on everyone. So that when God comes, it doesn't come because of pastor alone or a sovereign move or because of the person beside you, but you can say that God came because you asked. Do you understand? God came because I asked. God came because I, I desire to. I'm, I'm bringing my own quota to the desire and the cloud of the house so that when rain is falling... Is also because of me. It's not because of God's sovereign move. Father, I asked for it. And when it comes, you know. You know, it's easy to know when you see what you asked for. Not what just happened to you. (laughs) Pray for the leaders. This is the last block. It's still the same block. Pray for the leaders. Praying for the leaders is a sign that you belong to the family. It's a sign. When you pray for your leaders, it's a sign that you don't believe that things automatically work in your leaders' lives. You pray because you are part of the family, just like you pray for your biological brother. Hmm? And don't pray when he's sick alone. Don't pray alone when you hear something bad about your leaders. Pray, but pray so that you will not hear something bad about them. You are supposed to strengthen them. Do you understand? I trust the Holy Spirit to drive that into our heart. You are not too big for your local assembly and can never be. So you have to be submitted. As a leader, you are also not too big. We must keep learning to serve as leaders. You are to respect your leaders and not your pastors alone. You know, everyone that God has set over you is your leader. And you must respect them, not just your pastors. Do you understand? That's the dignity of a child of God. His dignity is honorable. Do you understand? That's, those are vessels that God finds easy to use. Yes, it's honorable. I'm telling you, God finds it easier to use some of those verses because of track record. There's a track record in such things. Yes, you respect your leader. 
We are supposed to respect everyone standing in their respective offices and serving the Lord. You respect an usher because he's serving the Lord. He tells you to sit here. You sit there because he's, that person is the voice of God to you. Perhaps an angel has said, this is the seat where I'll come today. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not trying to be uh, mysterious. But I'm just telling you that that person is God's representative. When the car park guy says, park here, you park there. What will you lose? You will not die. It's just for three hours. You, you learn to be rude. You learn to be God. Govern. The spirit of God brings government. It's not anyhow. It brings government. You understand? It brings government. That's what you learn when you do those things. You learn government. If you can't obey park here, how will you obey when God tells you to give this offering? You can't obey park here. You can't obey sit here. Just sit here for two hours. Sit here. Are you a baby? You understand? Just sit here. No, I'm telling you, sit here for two hours. You can't sit. Yeah, you have to sit. You have to learn to obey. You understand? And you cannot be mature enough. You can't, you can't, you can't overgrow it. You can't outgrow it. You can't outgrow it. I'm telling you, this is how, this is how you build vessel that God can use. When anyone is leading prayer, for example, respond. Don't, don't say you are praying inside. Don't say you are praying inside. Speak out. That's what the person said. Speak. Speak to the Lord. You, nobody might hear you, but let your mouth be moving. Do you understand? Don't, don't, that's, there's, a, there's something God is doing together. There's personal, but there's together. And you need to add your quota. Do you understand? You need to let blood circulate through you. But to respond to what they lead, don't do something different. You know, that's government. You know, that's government. And trust me, there's limitation to what God can do through you without government. I'm telling you the truth. You think God is doing using you. You don't know what God can do through you yet. You think God is using you. You don't know what. Just submit. Do you understand? Just submit to government. Learn leadership. Learn to be led. God will give us grace. We have grace. Yeah? Don't limit yourself. Right? God bless us.